Men, thanks for listening to our 920 Man Challenge podcast. These are Bible teachings that are meant to be discussed alongside other men in community at our Blankenbaker Man Challenge gathering, where we prioritize developing a competent and confident understanding of who Jesus is and authentic and intentional male relationships. We hope this teaching of God's Word grows your relationship with the Lord, and we urge you to unpack it in your relationship with others. Enjoy! Well, hey, good morning, Man Challenge fellas. How is it going? You guys could do better than that, but that's okay. We'll give you a pass. Hey, it is good to see you guys. Man, I was just walking in uh, with, a, with, a, with a Man Challenge guy this morning, and man, we, I was just like, man, it, what a difference a month can make. I think it was about a month ago when it was snowy, icy, stormy, and now some of you guys already snuck into your speedos so that's kind of weird but that's okay um hey just as a reminder um you guys hopefully this isn't new information but if it is uh glad we're sharing it next week we are not meeting um officially for man challenge due to a lot of you guys have spring break that being said if your group's in town or whoever's in town man we still encourage you to connect if uh if though if if everybody's not out of town um just to connect from a man-child standpoint, but we will not be meeting in this room. So any guy that's not here this morning that you know in your group uh, is not hearing this message, feel free to pass that along. One of our men's values here is is helping develop a next step of faith for every man. That's all of us. That's that's me. That's table leaders. That's participants. That's all of us. And this morning, we've got an awesome front row seat, uh, regardless where you're sitting here in the auditorium, of a man named Mickey Sorg who is taking his next step of faith through Christian baptism. Chris Burke's going to be baptizing him in just a moment. And I want to tell you just briefly, I know uh, we, we have you guys in here from all across the spectrum, and uh, just want to tell you what baptism is and what it's not. Baptism is an act of obedience Um, of placing your faith and trust in Jesus. It's an outward expression of an inward connection with Jesus. And so this is a beautiful picture. It's a a symbol of somebody saying yes to Jesus. And in just a few moments when Chris takes Mickey back into the water, um, going back, again, it's a symbol of somebody dying to, to their sin, dying to their self. And holding up under the or holding under the water, uh, we we usually wait till the bubbles stop and give a ten count. I don't know what Chris is going to do. I was a joke um, for clarity, hopefully. But the water under the water it symbolizes a, a person being cleansed of past, present, and future sins. And then when you come up, it's a symbolism of that you're a new creation. Your your new identity is in Jesus. Um, there is nothing magical about that water. If you didn't know that, it's just regular tap water. Um, but the symbolism is very powerful. And so we're excited that I'm excited you guys are here and getting to witness this. So at this point in time, I'm going to turn things over to Chris. My man, Mickey Sorg. Uh, our, our dudes up here, let's make some noise. What's up, fellas? Uh, Mickey, Mickey has been a blessing to us all. Um, and just in the total picture of what we're trying to do at Man Challenge. Mickey was invited by one of our other table members, Jeff Floyd, who, I don't know, Jeff, what have you been here, like two weeks when you invited Mickey? (laughs) Jeff had been like twice, Um, but they were college roommates. They worked together, teammates. And Jeff recognized in his brother that he was in a dark place. 
and reached out to them. And we like to say here at Man Challenge, uh, it's not a solution, but it's a tool and it's a powerful tool uh, when used well. And Jeff inviting Mickey to come and see Mickey coming to the table and meeting the Lord uh, has taken Mickey through a very dark period in his life. Uh, and I've got to, we've got to see him uh, truthfully be born again into a new uh, set of beliefs, uh, into a new uh, hope, um, and certainly a totally different joy that just flows from you. So uh, you have blessed us with your story. Models transparency in a way that uh, is exactly in line with our values. So um, Mickey, you are uh, a blessing to our entire ministry, certainly to me. And I'd like you to repeat the good confession after me. I believe, I believe that, Jesus is the Christ, that Jesus is the Christ, Son of the living God, Son of the living God my, Lord and Savior. my Lord and Savior. Mickey, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. If you're here and you're like, man, I, I don't even know what just happened. This is all brand new to me. But you'd like to know more about that. Say something to your table leader, and we'd love to sit down and have a conversation with you about that. Um, at this time, I'm going to call up my friend Tony Weeder. Tony's um, been here on our, our staff with missions um, for the past year and a half. Is that roughly? Yes, sir. Yes. Okay, so this is Tony. Tony, uh, before we tee you up here to... To teach us, where are you from? I'm from Liberia, Liberia, West Africa. Yeah, West Africa. Okay, uh, what do you do here? I'm in missions, helping with Islam, to help mission team understand Islam so we can reach Muslims. And you have your doctorate in Islamic studies. Uh, sounds easy. Um, <laughs> you're married to Beth. How many years? Uh, thirty-two years. How many? Thirty-three. Two. 32, yeah, 32 years. Yeah. I, at first you said two. I was like, hang on, I'm confused here. <laughs> uh, 32 years. How many kids do you have? Uh, four kids, three four. girls and a boy. And they're all in Texas, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, Texas. very cool. How many languages do you speak? Just nine. Just nine? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to teach in a different language based on each verse you read um, today? Because of my time here with Americans, let's take one. Okay, we'll take one. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to recommend English. Um, <laughs> but So we saw a baptism today. Uh -huh. What does a baptism look like in Liberia? It is a little different. Uh, you have to make sure that you are ready because you come to the church and then you stand in line and march all the way to the river. And sometimes you start with 20 people going to be baptized. By the time you get to the river, you end up with maybe nine or eight. And why is that? Uh, because everyone knows that it's a huge commitment and everyone in the village knows that it's the first time you're gonna tell them, I'm no more part of this life and I'm no more part of this tribe, I'm no more part of this traditions, I'm moving on. And then the persecution starts. So, so you, have to, yeah, you have to think twice before you stand and walk to the river so walking through the village is literally putting a target on your back. Yeah, mm. it's intentional. Mm. Yeah. Well, guys, you are, we 
are blessed to hear from, from this man. I can't think of any other guys that I know who have more authority to teach on this subject today. And so thank you for saying yes. Let me pray and we'll set you loose. Father, thank you so much for every man in this room right now. I thank you for Mickey um, and his beautiful witness of what surrendered obedience can look like. Lord, for Tony, I pray that you would speak clearly through him. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would just make it obvious that you're in our midst today. Use him to encourage us, also to challenge us um, to pursue you in a greater way today. It's in Jesus' name, amen. Let's welcome Tony Weeder. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we are in the book of Matthew. I think you knew that already. So let's turn there. Uh, when Ronnie said that uh, the water was not magical, I said, I hope it's warm and hot. <laughs> uh, like I told Ronnie, I'm from Liberia, West Africa, funded by uh, African-American free slaves from this country in the early 1822. By 1847, we were already independent. Uh, so we've been independent since uh, Liberia. They gave it a name, Liberia, meaning libri, freedom. And it, we named it after James Moreau, after we got $100,000 from him at that time. So that's why we are called Monovia, nothing else, but he gave us money. So uh, I grew up in a Muslim home. Uh, it is a little different. Uh, pray five times a day, uh, facing Mecca. Uh, read the Quran, but even though you have no clue what the Quran is about, but the Arabic sound really elegant and great. And so you memorize it, you have no clue what you're memorizing. And heaven or paradise is inshallah, if Allah wills it, I will be there. In the Quran, as we study here today, is about the size of the New Testament or even less. Uh, where the verses we're going to be reading from Matthew 35, 38 to 48. Uh, you, you find out that it is a little different. Uh, the Quran is about 114 chapters, about 7,000 verses. And out of those 7,000 verses, we have given Allah about 99 names. Out of those 99 names, there's not one that says he loves you. And so through the grace of God, uh, from Philippians chapter 4, verse 7, God in his grace, God in his providence, God in his sovereignty said, come, my son, come, my child. And here I am today sharing with you. And if you have never given to missions before, you are blessed today because I'm the, re uh, I'm the result of missions and missionary work. And so I pray for this country. I thank God for this country, for thousands of missionaries you have sent over the years to come to Africa, to go to Europe, to go to Latin America. And today you're going to get return of your money you have invested in missions. Quickly. Um, said that when you're speaking to an American, you take off your watch and pretend that you are looking at it, they're all happy about it. So that's what I'm going to do. I mean, <laughs> I make sure we are on time here. Uh, but it's, <clears throat> we love story in Africa. A story that's told that a zoo went out of business in terms of gorillas. So they started they put in the local newspaper and said that if there's anyone who weighed about 325, 69, please come. And so a young man show up, qualified, dressing up as a gorilla. Every day he would jump from tree to tree, entertain the kids and the people that came to the zoo. 
until one day the first graders came and they fed him so much of bananas and then they told him we need some tricks and going from branch to branch he ended up falling in the lion's den and screaming help help and the lion went there grabbed him said shut up or else we're going to lose our jobs <laughs> our brothers and sisters said we're all wearing masks today <laughs> um, wherever you look and so Jesus come now that is going to be different we're going to own masks I'm going to be the new rabbi and so he starts with uh, Matthew chapter 5 the first nine verses is beauty what are you a broken come? What are you a meek come? What are you a peacemaker come? And then when he comes to chapter 5, verse 10, he starts immediately. Blessed are you, Baraka, they say in Arabic. Blessed are you when men and women insult you, but you rejoice in what God have called you for. And now, a new teaching have started. This is the constitution of the kingdom. Life is not going to be the same. It's going to be different. You're going to shine. You see, Israel was chosen to draw the nations to them. But now we're going to go to the nations. We're going to be salt. We're going to be light. Uh, we, we, you see, light doesn't discriminate. And this is where now we meet Jesus. And the first thing is start with in verses 17 and below God's word. If you have not listened to Kyle or, or Matt, please do with the book of Joshua. The whole book of Joshua hinges on Joshua chapter 8, uh, chapter 1, verse 8. Joshua, this book of the law will not depart from your mouth. You will meditate on it. You will eat it. You will chew it. You, you, when you sit, sit with it. When you stand, stand with it. When you walk, walk with it. Because to prosper, you have to read this book. To face temptation, you have to read this book. Whatever you do, the book will become alive. Uh, D.A. Carson, one of your theologians here in America, wrote, wrote a book called The Gagging of God. He said, America, he gave three good things where we are today in the gagging of God. I mean, just the sheer biblical illiteracy. Uh, we don't even know our Bible anymore. Our religion has been secularized. And so everything we now stands in what we call uh, a theology of whatever. Everything goes, and then the moral decline within our society. And this is where we meet Jesus in um, Matthew chapter 5, verse 38. Uh, then Jesus is saying that before I came, you were here, you have heard. Uh, because everything has been polluted. I mean, every time I read Matthew chapter 19, it gets me uh, when they say, oh, but Moses told us that every time the wife doesn't cook or the salt is not enough in the food, just write her a certificate of divorce. And Jesus said, that was not God's original intent. But because the hardness of your heart, the hardness of my heart, uh, Moses gave you, certificate of excuse but now it's going to be different just the way you look and the way you treat her the way you look at her that alone it was told that that shall not even kill but now i'm going to take it further in this new kingdom in this new constitution it's going to be completely different the first time I came to your country, <laughs> I was riding with someone and they stopped at a light. I said, oh, they actually stopped for the light. Because back home is a suggestion, what you should stop. <laughs> so I have to learn and to live within the context of your constitution. So Christ come, 
this is how it was in the Old Testament. Uh, Re-Exodus, Re Leviticus, Numbers. Because God was building a nation all the way from, uh, from, uh, from, uh, from Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Yeah, they were in Goshen. Uh, here's Joshua and Caleb. They grew up as slaves for 40 years. But within that 40 years, they came through because of their own belief. Exodus 32, when you read that, you see that. In Exodus 32, they build a golden calf. The God who brought us from Israel is now weak. He's not enough. How can we forget? Jesus is using the old to explain the new. And there what we see in verse 38 there. And those are four areas in terms of injury. So instead of me, when, uh, when you go home today, please read Romans chapter 12, uh, verses 8. Uh, verses 3 to 8, and then we are done with that. Read Romans 12, uh, verses 9 to 14, all the way to 20. Because in there, he says that Jesus said, or God said, vengeance is mine, I will repay. God is saying, you don't know how to pay back. You don't know how to take revenge. Give me chance to fight for you. In Second Chronicles, Chronicles chapter 20, verse 12, when the vast army is coming, Jehoshaphat, the king, he stands there, he says, Lord, we are helpless. And we don't know how to fight this fight. And our eyes are on you. So in terms of injury, we were exact. They, they wanted to limit it. So if you cut my ear, it would be ear for ear. In terms of pain caused to me, and then they will give back that king. So eye for an eye, ear for ear, nose for nose, hand for hand. And coming out of Islam is even worse. You steal, your hand is gone. You commit adultery, they stone you to death or hang you. In Saudi Arabia, in Kuwait, in Yemen. And where they have Sharia law. In healing. And so Jesus is saying that when you, you have heard, and every time you will see that, I tell you, don't resist evil. These things, if this was just my village people I was reading to, I don't need any explaining because this is how we live. I know your country is going through, uh, through so many things these days uh, in terms of uh, what is race, riot, what have you. But I come from a country, I told you that it was founded by African-American slaves. When they came, they did not build churches. They built slave plantations. The school that I went to, it was segregated. These were Africans, like me. Blood for blood, skin for skin. But we were different, and they were different. They were the most educated. They were eight. And so, if my name is Weeder, I was nothing. I could not hold leadership because I was not part of the free slave. How do I live in a country like that and obey God's word? As for the one who wants to sue you and take away your shirt, let him. Because when you live in a country like mine, where justice is injustice, justice is who know you. Justice is that I never came. I, I'm not from the descendants of free slaves. 
Therefore, I'm trying to make peace. Don't take me to court. Let's fix it. Let's settle it down. And what Jesus is saying, instead of an eye for an eye, we as Christians now, we are different. We are not living in the old, but that doesn't mean we walk away from the old. Uh, Romans chapter uh, 6, verse 1, uh, building on Romans chapter 5, verse 20. Shall we then live in, uh, uh, and forget the law because we are uh, having grace? Possibly, no, 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 you can't do that. This is it. And so, a lose of time that was going to be paid for. And then when you come to this part, I wanted to spend more time uh, from 38 to 40, 42, especially 42, give to the one who asks you and don't turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. In my culture, in my village, in my town, that's all we, you know, we live by. You know, if I have more than two shirts, in fact, you don't even have to ask me, I will offer to give it. If I have about two, three pairs of shoes, which would be a miracle, I, I will try to share that. Uh, today, my children born in America, uh, they stand before their wardrobe and they don't know what to wear. Uh, today, my, my son stands before the fridge and is full and yet he doesn't know what to eat. And that's the contrast uh, from where I grew up. So when I look at this text, what Jesus is saying, I'm leaving this. And then when you come to 43, you say, you have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. I think first, uh, chapter 5, verse 44 is one of the, the more profound statements I've ever read in any, you know, anywhere. Love. It is so difficult for me as a former Muslim to see that. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who hurt you. We went through a Liberian Civil War. Our Civil War started in 1822, but actually manifested itself in 1989. My uncle, who taught me everything that I know when it comes to Islam, he was in his village money his own business the rebels show up they arrested him along with six of his wives by the way islam allowed that the quran says for the hadith is a little bit confused and the sunnah doesn't explain much so you can take more than four so my uncle took four uh, six women children and everything when they came into the village they arrested him along with his wives, tied them up together, pulled gasoline on them, and burned them alive. These are young men I grew up with. From my, from my own tribe. From the same region. They were burning while they were laughing and joking. Brothers, it was not the burning part that burned me. But when these young men, I think four or five of them, gave their hearts to Christ and became Christians. Who are they to me now? 
kuwa de darkness. They are my brothers who burn my uncle, my aunt, alive. News was all over. My uncle will not be sharing heaven with me. His wives will not be sharing heaven with me. Who will be sharing heaven with me? I wish I had another Bible. I wish I had another way of escape. In 1 Peter 3, 9, the same thing. Love those who hurt you. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 15 and 16. In Romans 12, chapter, tw uh, chapter 12, verse 9, let love be real. Don't mask it. Let love be inconvenience. There's a book called The Son of Hamas. Hamas is a terrorist group in the Middle East. The son of Hamas was in an Israeli jail. And an American, not minding his own business, but meddling in God's business, gave him a Bible. And the verse he went to was chapter what? Chapter 5. Verse 44, love your enemies. In fact, the book is entitled The Son of Hamas, and he became a Christian. It's a higher calling. And he goes, he goes on to say, so that, so that the purpose, this is the purpose now for verse 44, so that you may be children of your father. In Acts chapter 11, this is where for the first time from Acts chapter 1 all the way to 10, the world is observed. They are observing the disciples. When you come to chapter 11, they stop. They are different. And they call them. You see, the disciple did not sit there and say, how should we name ourselves? The world watching called them Christians. When you love your enemies... These young men, to sit with them in Liberia, for us to put our hands in the same bowl and eat and pray together, it has to be God. It can't be me. I just want to take a long machete and just zap their heads off their shoulders. God said, vengeance is mine. And this is why your country have a race issue you are the solutions. Amen? You are the solutions. You have problems in a marriage. The word of God. This is why verses 17, 18, 19. In Matthew chapter 5. God's word you will not add. I have not come to change it. If there's anything I have come to personalize God's word for you. So as you sit with your enemies, that enemy become friends. As you cross culture to minister, those cultures are transformed. Brothers and sisters, all those verses, when you read the constitution or what you call the Beatitudes, that's the constitution of the new kingdom. Jeremiah 31, 31, a day is coming. This is what he's prophesying. 
when we Isaiah chapters 1 to 39, judgment, judgment, when you get to 40, comfort, comfort. Why? Because the suffering servant is here, is coming. That's why they were calling him the Prince of Peace. That's why this Easter, I hope men, we will harass the Muslims with the gospel. Make anyone who don't know Christ uncomfortable with the life they are living. This is it. Love. Loving your own agape. You see, when agape, you, you, you don't sit to think. You just embrace. Jesus said, if you, if you only love, my verse 47 did it for me when I read it. And if you greet only your brothers and sisters, what are you doing out of the ordinary? No? If your friends are only from Southeast, wow, good luck. Francis Schaeffer in his book, um, the, the great evangelical disaster. He said, uh, unless we as Christians, someone come to our door when they knock, and when they knock that door, and with that cigar hanging down their lips, we don't ask, oh, we don't smoke in here. No, we welcome them. You see, this book, this Bible, when you read Romans chapter 6, Romans 5, Verse 6, while we were still helpless, that's what God does. Romans 5, 8, while we were still his enemies. You see, only Christianity welcome evil and sinners. Jesus said, I'm not here for people who are healthy. I'm here for people who are sick. And brothers, we are a walking hospital. We are a walking encyclopedia. We are a walking joy for the world. As we shine, brothers and sisters, as we become salt and light, if you only greet those, if I only greet my tribe, these four young men I told you about, I went through a civil war that was caused by people I knew that went to Bible school with me. These are not publicans, like the Bible or King James called them. These are brothers and sisters from the same country. I walked for a year. I went from 150 pounds to 85. It had nothing to do with race. It had nothing to do with tribalism. It had everything to do with what? Sin. And the cure for that is God. Nothing else. Verse 8 is a, uh, 48 is a tough one. Be perfect. Therefore, as your heavenly father is perfect. It's relational. This whole thing. Men, as we leave from here this morning. How did you leave your house this morning? You left it in good condition? What kind of home are you going to be going back to this morning? For transform home? 
You cannot be a missionary in Liberia if my home is not in order. We don't need you. We have enough problem already. Don't add on to it. You cannot say, send me until you are bent to the, place, the same place as Isaiah. You see, the first five chapters, Isaiah doesn't even know who God is. But when he sees him, he goes to a funeral of the king that have led the country for 52 years in the name of Uzziah. For the first time, he saw the trench of his robe. He said, woe is me, for I'm undone. Men, I hope we leave from here this morning feeling that way. It is not I for an eye. Let me help you. Let me assist you. You don't even have to wait for them to ask. Let us, I wish I had the time to tell you my story. But time will not permit us. But I hope you'll be like young Joshua. In Joshua chapter 14, he said, give me a killer. Caleb in Joshua chapter 14 said, give me that hill country. I want to confront those giants. What giants? What enemies? What troubling you? What's holding you back from enjoying God? What are you sitting on that you can't get up? What have contaminated you that you will not allow God to unleash you into his world? What grudge are you holding on to? What sin have polluted your mind that the cross cannot erase? Brothers, A.W. Tozer, A.W. Tozer, um, Dr. D. Lord Jones, the late doctor from England, he said, it is one thing to love preaching. It is one thing to come to men's meeting. It is one thing to be married. But do you love the people you are preaching to? Love covers multitudes of sin. When you go through the Beatitudes, all about relationship and love. Father, we thank you for these men, for their children, for their wives. Father, I pray that every man here today and those who did not make it, Mason and others who did not make it, we pray for their homes. Every home will become a sanctuary for your word. Whatever difficulty they are, we are facing this morning, Lord Jesus, nothing greater, nothing is greater than you. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Thank you for this lead, for getting up so early to be here. Where people are discouraged today, Father, may you comfort them. You are the chief comforter. Give to them. Our homes, may you bring in peace today. Our hearts, may you bring in peace today. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's Bible teaching from Man Challenge at the Blankenbaker campus of Southeast Christian Church. For more information on how to get involved, 
reach out to us via the email address in our podcast description or find us on social media. 